City Jazz Sessions is about great music, arts, and entertainment. We are located in St. Louis, Missouri, and available to performance art lovers worldwide. Follow us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. You can email us at cityjazzsessions at gmail.com. All right. All right. How's everybody doing? Hey, that was our other host, Rodney. I am Leka, and accompanied by our co-host, Lehan, and our special guest today is Brian Owens. We will be talking about music at the intersection and then some of his um, new works and just him as an artist. Welcome, Brian. We're so happy to have you. What's up? Well, I've been on this whole time. You're on right now. We just oh, yeah, we just went live. Okay. No, no. I mean, I don't know if I was doing something like looking crazy or like. No, this is good. No, hey, yo, I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah. What's up? What up, Laker? Oh. Laker and Leon. Yes, LNL. LNL. Yes, and we have Warren Harper, our producer, in the background. Um, oh, so, so we are going to be talking about. Music at the intersection first. So, what can you tell us? So, I reached out to Kranzberg because we really wanted to highlight this festival and what it means for our city um, with so many artists either from here or having some ties to St. Louis, national recording artists, international recording artists, local artists. And they pointed us to you because you will be hosting uh, yeah. from the Fox Theater. So yeah. tell us a little bit about music at the intersection, the festival, and how you got, got involved in it. Um, well, uh, really from the inception, I was having conversations with the folks who were putting it together. And uh, I thought it was, I mean, obviously a great idea to be able to not only bring national acts, but to really provide a platform for some of our folks who live here. I, I don't like the term, always using the term local acts. Mm -hmm. They are St. Louisans. They live here. Um, but many right. of these acts tour nationally, internationally. Um, uh, play for and back up, you know, A-list artists. So I think it's a great opportunity for folks in St. Louis to not only experience you know, some of the greatest music from around the country, but also to realize again, to re-realize that a lot of the greatest music in our country right now comes from right here in St. Louis and is right here in St. Louis. Um, so, you, so, you know, you got six venues uh, all in the Grand Center District. You're going to have more than 60 acts uh, that are performing and about, you know, 40 of those are going to be, you know, localized folks who are from here or live here. So I'm excited. I love that using that term, just St. Louis artists instead of local. Because mm -hmm. I do yes. feel like local tends to have like, oh, they're just local artists. I don't need to go see them, but let me wait till a national act comes or till they go somewhere else and then come, come back. back. So, yeah, I love that term. So you, we've got six different venues. There's the Fox. There's Big Pop. There's um, Open Sheldon. Air. Yeah, Open Air. Sheldon. And um, did we miss Grand, one? So, yeah, uh, Jazz St. Louis. And Jazz St. Louis. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and the Grand Ale. And the Grand Ale Theater. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Which is yeah. the Open Air uh, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the open air tent is going to be like the dark room because you know we have open air happens right outside the dark room under the tent. Right. And okay. then the Grandel Theater is 
the theater that's on the internet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so they'll be yeah. using both of those. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's start with the lineup for Friday. So we've got first up, just I'm going to just focus on the Fox right now. We have Tonina. Now, have you seen her perform? Have I seen her before? Yeah. Have I seen her before? Uh. <laughs> this is why I get the drops. I get the. So, so we did a uh, we did a series of tapings out here in Ferguson uh, at Earth Dance Farms last year uh, for pilot episodes of what's going to be known as Homegrown Soul, and one of those episodes was with Tonina. So, if you go on YouTube, there's actually a video of me and Tonina doing a duet of Strange Fruit. What you oh say? Oh my God! What you nice. say? Do I know Tonina? Oh my God! You are the bi- bilingual basis queen extraordinaire. Are you? Oh kidding? my God! Come on, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. I saw her right before she left for LA. Before she moved to LA, so I'm so excited that she's going to be back and the first act at the Fox Theater. And I'm definitely going to look up that video. Yeah, I'm sure should. it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. All right, and then we got Lee Fields and the Ooh. Freshman. Tell tell us a little bit about Lee. Lee. I think the first time I heard Lee Fields was probably about ten years ago, and when I heard it, I thought it was like a long lost, you know, soul album from the, you know, from the mid, you know, mid to late sixties, and. Uh, when I saw that this was somebody singing in contemporary time, I mean, it it just gives you a ring of uh, of James Brown, Solomon Burke, and you know all of the, imagine all of the great jazz voices rolled up in the one, and his band is phenomenal. So it's, I mean, it's authentic, authentic, authentic soul. And he's one of those he's one of those guys too. It's like like my dad, where it's like they have so much information in their voice just from living. Mm-hmm. Like I sing soul music, but I can only sing soul music to the extent that somebody in their like thirties or forties can sing soul music. They sing soul music, and there's like so much more information behind what they're saying. Like, right. like it's he's it's ridiculous. I'm, that's one of one of the performances I'm really looking forward to because I've never get, gotten a chance to see him live. So that's gonna be cool. Okay, and I feel that I feel everything you're saying about that. And then we've got Roy Ayers at ten that night. Uh-huh. The legend. All right. Um, I'm just going to run through a few of these. So that same night on Friday night, September 10th, they've got um, The Big Top, Naked Rock Fight, Brother Lazaroff, um, John Cleary, Monster Gentleman, at the Sheldon, Arcade, um, Beth Ambra, and The Mighty Pines. Which Mighty Pines. Mighty yes. Pines. Yes. Which we all love and love. And they yeah. actually we did a concert at the Fox earlier this year yeah. um, during the pandemic. They also did a concert at Earth End Farms about three weeks ago. And I went around there. Yes, how was it? Oh, it was great. We did some songs together. Nice. And you go, well, and it's again, and they did Homegrown Soul last year. And if you go on YouTube, there's a duet of us doing this song called Wildfire. And is this all on your YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so if you go to Brian Owen Soul, you can see some of some of some of these acts, but uh, yeah, nice. I love them. Mighty Pines are ridiculous. They're they're ridiculous. And I love that you've collabed with so many of these artists. Got to, 
Yes, absolutely. And then that same night, we got Brother Francis and the Soul Tones, David Grelly, Cleodore. David Grelly, yeah. My guy. IT Bay, Shakedown. And then Jazz St. Louis, we got uh, Mike Zito. And then Open Air, we've got Ben Wheeler. So that's the lineup for Friday alone, which is just Brilliant. unbelievable. So many acts. Go to Saturday. Right. Go to Saturday. Let's go. So Saturday at the Fox, we have Mark Harris, which I know well. Mm-hmm. Super amazing um, jazz artist who's really doing so much. Just came out with a new single, Pocket Change. So y'all definitely check that out. Um, Scooter Brown, saxophone. Scooter. Yes. Don't yes. call me. Don't call me Carlos. Scooter. <laughs> yes. Scooter Brown. Scooter Check Brown. him out. Um, we've got the St. Louis Legends award presentation that night, and then Keon Harold, trumpet player, which we've That's had. On. Yes, and we have had him on the show. He's he's worked with so many artists. Um, he's in New York right now, but so much St. Louis love. Gregory Porter. Yes. Whose band, whose who's most of his band is from St. Louis. Nice. Nice. So, Harold oh, on drums and Jamal Nichols on bass. So okay, cool. I did up. not know that. Then we got yeah. the big top. Stop me anytime, Brian, on any of these people you want to expand on. So, Saturday night, September 11th, we went through the Fox line up and then. The big top lineup, we've got Kenny the Shield, Sample, Sample Culture, Black mm-hmm. Fade, which I know I did a gig with him, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Funk, Ilphonics, Midwest Avengers, The Soul Rebels. So, do you, do you know, besides Kenny, do you know any of the other in that lineup for the big top? So, I'm, this know, is more of a hip hop. I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've heard of Black. I mean, there's a lot of cats that I've heard of. Right. Um, haven't gotten a chance to work with, um, but I'm sure I will get to. But I mean, it's just gonna be. I think. I think the diversity of music too is what's gonna be really cool um, for the weekend. Yeah. You know? And so, and so the lineups that you're laying out are really, really indicative of that. Like, this is gonna be a diversity of music uh, that yeah. people can people can dip into. And the big top this this lineup that I just went these are went through these are more hip hop artist but the thing that i like about black spade is that he uses music um like real instruments and that combination of hip-hop to me is just so sweet and i'm sure a lot of the other artists are doing the same yeah yeah and then we got at the sheldon we got caleb kirby brady lewis the baylor project oh wait, wait yes wait. go ahead wait well i know i love caleb amazing drummer writer brady love brady um the baylor project though marcus and gene baylor marcus baylor played for the yellow jackets from uh north county mm-hmm. uh, gene who was one hard half of uh of, of Zane, was zane or zane zane i think it was zane. back in the day hey mr dj yes yeah that's 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 gene Nice. So yeah, so but they what they do is what they do is is really dope. What they do is really dope. So I'm looking looking forward to that. Right. And there are they out of New York? I mean now currently. There. Last I heard, I think they were they were out of Jersey. 
Okay. They're out of okay. Jersey. Not far from Philly. And then we've got BB and the Neo Souls. And I know BB. She's yeah, extraordinary. She just did an Aretha Franklin tribute for the Aretha Franklin movie that just came out, Respect. So she's amazing. And we got Katara, and I know you know her because uh, I just saw you in a video with her that you, I what, did what, see. What video? I was in the video with Katara. Did I see you in a video with Katara? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it was a picture. It could have been. It may have been a picture. Yeah. Katara, Katara, both Katara and BB, when I did the show with Michael McDonald back in 2019 at the Two Hills, they mm -hmm. both played on that show. Matter of fact, a lot of the Kranzberg artists residents uh, were on that show. Ben Wheeler and um, Caleb and Brady and Carlos, they 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 all performed in the, in the opening of, okay. of that show. Yeah. I remember that. And then we've got Betty Levette. Betty LaVoe, do you know who Betty LaVette is? I, I clearly do not. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so the first time I saw Betty LaVette, somebody, I, I was at the Sheldon. Betty LaVette is, she's, she's like, she reminds me a lot of like Lee Fields and the Expressions, right? Like somebody who had, like when they were younger, they kind of had, they had a career, but then people really rediscovered them um, mm -hmm. in, the, in a more seasoned time of their life. Yeah, and Betty Betty Levette, when she sings, it's an experience. I mean, it's like part Mavis, part Aretha. I mean, it's got she she's from that from that cut of cloth. Right. Yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. something that um, music at the intersection had on her. So for a lot of these artists, if you guys are listening, you want to check it out. If you go to music at the intersection. They highlight a lot of these artists and their stories if you want to learn more about them as we go through. Yeah. All right. And then we got the Grandel, um, Parisian, 18 and Counting, Brock Seals, and then Jazz St. Louis. We've got Janet Evra, which we all know. No, Janet. Yes. Open Air, we have Ryan Marquez that night, and we've had him on the podcast here. He just had Hello, a... Ryan new record come out um and he's got an album release party this weekend so you guys definitely make yeah. sure come out that's all september 11th saturday september 11th a lot what's the 12th what's the 12th at the 12th at the, the top we have anita jackson Woo! <laughs> my yes. sister absolutely and she was in that the Christmas movie that you did. I know you've done a lot of stuff with Anita, but oh, yeah. I distinctly remember her being Grandma uh, Dorothy. Grandma yes, Dorothy. in the it. Christmas movie, she, she absolutely killed did. it. Yeah, she absolutely yeah. everything she um, touches turns to gold. That's what yes, yeah. I keep Anita close as much as I can, as much as I can. Absolutely. And then we got Denise Times, of um, course, the legend. The absolute legend. And then who's who's last but not least at the Fox Ooh, Night. Now, now think about this. Now this this is this is this is when you talk about, you know, a show full of just powerful women. Anita Jackson, Denise Times, and Layla Hathaway. Yes. And Le Anita Jackson, Denise Times, and Layla. When Anita Jackson is your opener. Right. You shouldn't like, and Layla Hathaway is your closer. 
and sandwiched in between is Denise Times. Yeah, that's gonna be kind of. That's gonna be yeah. That's gonna. This is why I'm not singing the whole weekend because <laughs> there's way too much talent on that stage. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna listen. I get to I get to just listen the whole weekend. It's beautiful. You sure you're not gonna sneak anything in in the intermission? I, I mean, am couple notes. In a thing. <laughs> I'm going out I heard there, that. And I'm, going, and I'm going host. I heard that. You know. I love it. Know. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if, if, if it feels right. Right. If the spirit moves you. If, if it moves, the spirit moves. If, if it moves. But right now it ain't moving that way. I'm just I want to come out and just get out the way. So y'all know who coming. Get ready. Yes. That's gonna be an amazing night at the Fox. That's sep- Sunday, September twelfth. Um, the closing, and then at the big top that day, we've got Funky But Brass Band. My starting. dudes, yes, yes. Starting yes. at noon, Booker T. Jones. Wait, 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 wait. Jones. Okay, oh. do you know do you know who Booker T. Jones is? I do not. Please, please me up. Go on, please. Okay, we go. Okay, we go. Have a class, girl. Booker T. Booker T. Jones is is the anchor for what we know is was the anchor musical anchor for what we know is the stacks rhythm section really booker, the, book, booker t and the mgs green onions all of the otis redding stuff mm-hmm. a lot of the salmon wow yeah booker t jones the he was a prodigy he's a prodigy wow oh yeah that that's that's that he's a legend like like we throw that word out a lot but like he, he really truly is. is he truly is a legend Love it. Yeah, he's right after Funky But Brass at 1.30. We've got Hunter Tones. Oh! You don't know about the Hunter Tones? <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Yo, look, so when I was doing my last album, I was working with a producer named Brian Backus, who does everything. He did, like, Gregory Porter, Liz Wright, and Nora Jones. And he, we were working on this last song, and he was like, man, he's for the horns. You should get Cast, you should get the hunter tones. And I'm like, who are the hunter tones? So I went online and I checked them out. These cats are ridiculous. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a band, but it's also like it's a their horns is a horn section. Mm-hmm. Like they are the they are legit. Nice. They are legit. Man, now are they from, based? Are they based out of St. Louis or where are they? No, based they're not out? from here. They're not from here. Okay. I think they're from, they might be East Coast. Okay, they might be East Coast. Yeah, they're dope though. This is so great. I know all these acts. Anyway, who else? Roland oh, Johnson. Come on. Roland Johnson. Oh, you know Roland. Of you course. Roland yeah. Johnson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Then we have Selwyn Mercury. Marquise Knox, which I know. We're Mar- actually- oh, I know Marquise. Absolutely. We're actually going to have him on the show next week. Um, he me. has a festival that same weekend, the same weekend as Music at the Intersection. Um, that's going to be on the loop. And that's going to be for free. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. We'll Tell Brody I said what's up. Out. Shout out. Shout out to Alonzo. Shout out to Alonzo. Yes. <laughs> shout out to Alonzo Townsend. Absolutely. We just had him on last week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing so much good stuff. So, so excited about Marquise. Great blues legend. Not legend. Not legend yet. Yeah, he, he's pretty he young. I mean. He's a legend in the making. 
Yeah, I mean, but for St. Louis Blues, in terms of, you know, torchbearing and people who are carrying on that tradition, I mean, Marquise is, is kind of that cat. He absolutely is, yeah. And then we've got Don Bryant featuring the Bokeys. Um, at the Sheldon, we got the Carrie Louise Band, Hillary Fitz, Nikki Hill, Western States, One Way Traffic. Nikki Hill, so Nikki Hill's from here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One Way Traffic, John Henry, at the Grandelle, Junior Cooney, the Scandaleros, We Are Root Mod. We are root mind. I know you know we are root mind. Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah, young yeah. group, very yes. talented group. Yes, just, um, really doing their thing right now. So definitely check them out. Loop Rat after them at the Grendel, and then at Jazz St. Louis that night on September twelfth. We have Park Terry Centennial Project. Yeah, and then open air VIP tent. They have Cena so proud. So that is the lineup. Woo. Yes, over Man. six acts, six stages, three nights, uh, and so much uh, St. Louis heritage, music heritage, and uh, super excited about this festival. So what do you feel like a festival like this means for St. Louis? I mean, between us, after the, la the last festival that was supposed to happen here didn't happen, if you remember, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that being able, first of all, just to have a festival is, is, a, is a big deal, right? Being able to right. gather musicians and for people to be able to take in music, to be able to do it in a pandemic, I think is even bigger of a deal, right. which, which, which by the way, we want everybody to know that like, we'll be taking in this music and appreciating these artists, but we will be doing it safely. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. We, we want to make sure that, you know, in our appreciation of the moment that we don't lose sight of other things that mitigating circumstances are happening around the world, um, which don't have to keep us necessarily right now from from enjoying it if we all do our part. So, um, you know, all the all the venues will be participating in having COVID-19 mitigation policies so everybody can come and feel safe. And I think that's a big deal right now. For people it absolutely come is. In, come in and feel safe and be able to enjoy the human interaction that we missed. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, you know, performing to, you know this, performing to an audience is a lot different than not performing to an audience. For sure. Um, unless you're doing a taping, you know, if you're doing a taping, then, you know, you can approximate some things, but if it's like supposed to be a show and there's no audience there, it feels a lot different. And so I think that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm anticipating the enthusiasm of people just being able to get out again and on this scale. Like, there have still been some shows and different things like that, but getting out on this scale and being able to go around to all of these different venues, because you can get, you just get a pass, right? right? You, get, you get a pass for the day or for the weekend, and you can take in whatever you want to do. So if you want a little bit of right. St. Louis, a little bit of the... Grandale and a little bit of the shell and some of the fox, you can do that. You can plan your whole day um, or your whole weekend around right. the consumption of this music. So um, I think I think it's going to be important just for the health, <laughs> mm -hmm. just for the health and well-being of, 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 of our city. I think it's going to be something that's really, really good to do. 
Absolutely. And I do, I do want to say that the Kranzberg, especially who's, you know, a part of putting this together, they have been really excellent, taking all the COVID precautions very seriously throughout, and then still trying to make sure that we have music, you know, yeah. having the tents, open air, the, um, op- uh, the big top, things like that. When everywhere else was shut down, they tried to do what they could in a safe way to keep music going. So shout yeah. out to them and, and yeah. everyone working on this yeah. festival, like you said, to make sure it's safe, but we can still enjoy the music. All right. Chris so Hands. Shout out. Shout out, Chris Hands. Okay. Okay. All right. So if it's okay with you, we're going to go ahead and transition from the festival and kind of just talk right now for a little bit. I mean, the festival's way more interesting. <laughs> I know, but we need Did to get there. Did you hear the lineups? Did you hear the lineups? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, listen, since we have you here, uh, we do want to talk a little bit of Brian Owens. So I know you just, you had a record that you released. Was it last year, Love Come Down? Yeah, Love Came Down. Love Came Down. Love Came yeah. Down. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. I know I've read some um, interviews or some articles um, where you're kind of talking about the album. It's a little more like jazz inspired than some of your previous projects. But just kind of tell us just a little bit about it. Um, it was a, you know, it was a stop off on my musical journey back home. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I put out in 2017, well, 2017, 2018, I put out two albums, one Solar Ferguson, and one soul of cash. Yeah. And which which are probably my two two of my favorite albums that I've done, especially Soul of Cash. Um and then, you know, I just for whatever reason wanted to take a break and took a detour and for the first time wanted to work with a producer, which I had not done previously. I was really like I was co-producing some stuff, but I was the primary producer on those projects. And so my manager, George Littlejohn, connected me up with Brian Backus, who, again, like I said, produced Gregory Porter, and Liz Wright, and, uh, man, just a ton of people. And yeah. so um, he connected me with Jay Newland, and Jay, Jay Newland, who was the, the engineer who did all the stuff for Nora Jones and all the stuff for Gregory Porter. Right. And then, and then Jay was like, well, we need, man, we got we to gotta go down and Memphis and do this with Boo, Boo Mitchell, down at Royal Studios in Memphis, where Al Green recorded all his stuff. Nice. So, so like you know, the whole experience of it and like being able to involve the young artists that I was developing at the time, like like uh, Melina Smith, uh, who's one of my proteges, and another, another love her. Guy, yeah, yeah, and another guy named uh, Paco Lee, Joshua Lee, Paco called Paco. Um, and then being able to go down with me to Memphis and have that experience of a whole week spent in the studio with these legendary, you know, cats who've done so much in the music industry. And then, uh, you know, when I got down there, Boo looked at Jay and was like, you think we should try him on number nine? And I'm like, what's number nine? You know, and it's like the, the reverence mic. I'm like, the reverence mic. So I sang the whole, all I sang all of the sessions on Al Green's mic. Wow! Yeah, it was it was walking to that space was like it was. Yeah, it was it was. I'm not saying there's something in the room, 
boom, there's something in the room. There's something in the room. <laughs> like it's because nothing's changed. Right. I mean, it's, it's the same studio that Al Green walked into in the 70s to record. The same organ, the same booth, the same mic, the same console. So so there, there was something in there. And we found some really beautiful music. Um, and, and for me, it's probably the most beautiful album that I've ever, that I've ever made. The musicians were crazy good, mm -hmm. crazy. I mean, I had Peter Martin <laughs> and who else? Um, who's on the record? So Peter Martin, um, Stephen Crump on bass. I had, um, um, I'm like forgetting everybody. I'm gonna have to pull up who's on my album. <laughs> Steve Potts on drums. Steve Potts on drums. Um, why am I totally blanking on who's on my album? They like this is crazy. I'm gonna have to pull up anyway. That's okay. Anyway, no, it's gonna come to me. Uh, Sherrod yeah. Barnes on guitar. It's gonna come to me in spurts. Mm -hmm. Um, and John Coward mm -hmm. on keys. So yeah, there we go. It's all there you go. There. You got it. It's all in it. But 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 having all those cats in the studio at the same time, all these accomplished, very accomplished musicians, um, finding this music, and then we came back and were able to have members from this, you know, from my, some of my friends from the St. Louis Symphony and some folks from set from the Salem United Methodist Orchestra on um, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of uh, of the Stewart family, who you know, uh, graciously were, were benefactors in that, in that project. So, I mean, Love Came Down was, it, it, it was a beautiful moment in my musical life. I'll say that. Like, I, I, I think for me, I haven't made my best album yet. I think I'm getting ready to make my best album in this next Are album. Are you working on something right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you, it was a, it was a, it was a stop off on my journey back home. Gotcha. So I'm coming back home. So I'm coming back to the soul. Yeah. I'm coming back to the stuff that, that my mother grew up on. The stuff right. that like that, you know, because I think people need some nourishment. I need Definitely. some nourishment right now. And so I'm coming I'm coming back to that to that Americana soul vibe. But I love doing that album. Um sometimes I just listen to the instrumentals because the music mm -hmm. is just the music is just so beautiful. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It absolutely yeah, yeah. is. You guys check it out. Um, I've been listening to it, getting ready for this podcast. And it, like you said, the music is just so good. And one of the things you mentioned in, I, can't, I think it was an article that I read from um, Kevin C. Johnson. You were mentioning. Hey, Jay. Yes. Um, you were mentioning how, like, the notes just kind of came, like, less, like, hollering, you know? <laughs> like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, and I, I attribute a lot of that to to Jay Newland, mm -hmm. to the engineer. It's one of the first times in my recording experience, and also because I wasn't doing the soul, I wasn't doing my soul thing that required me to have that kind of grit. Yeah. But my but but singing on that mic with Jay at the board and and with Boo, you know, knowing his studio the way that he did. I mean, I remember the moment that it happened. We were recording this song, uh, a cover of. Uh, I have to say I love you in a song, which is a Jim Croce song. And I remember being, you know, the band was just grooving and grooving. I was just playing on the mic and it was like I was I was doing my best kind of Al Green-ish impression. 
-hmm. like just just getting used to the mic and i realized that i was singing really soft but i could hear everything that i was saying yeah. i could hear everything that i was doing so whatever they what the, the way that he constructed my vocal like the presence in my ears was like nothing that i'd ever had before right and that and like literally that on that record you you hear me probably more relaxed vocally than i've been on any album and it's just different it's right. just a different way of singing and so and so but but because of that now building off of that i think i can you know the older you get the more you know and just being able to like pull on everything now that's why i'm like it's a beautiful record but i think the best album is going to be the one where i'm able to pull all those albums together right and where and where like the songs are good or you know are really good and the way the approach is really good and i'm able to you know to do what like in, in, in my best life, what Marvin was able to do with songs, where he could take, he could use all of the colors of his voice, you know, yeah. within, within two measures. I mean, Marvin Gaye is the only singer that I know that could be super, super silky smooth and within four beats can be completely rough. And it doesn't sound forced. It doesn't sound like a big ramp up to get to. It was just, it was fluid. It's like a sax player, right. like a horn player, just putting air through the horn. So like, get into a point as a vocalist where like just knowing really how to use the instrument effectively like i feel like that's where i am right now i'm just old enough and i'm just young enough there you go i love it it's a it's a great album um all right so i kind of i want to talk about some of your film projects and then also um life creative oh yeah yeah so let's just start with the film projects I know you had your, was it your directorial debut with the, the Christmas? Um, you can call it that. I call, you can call it that. I call it artistic, what would you call it? Artistic facilitation. I don't know that I really directed. I mean, okay. uh, but yeah, we, for lack of a better term, we say, we say director, but I had, I had a lot of good help. I had a lot of good people around me. Shout out to Sophia Stevens, my girl who uh, co-wrote and, uh, and helped me out with it. And again, you know, working with the, working with the Stewart family to, you know, come up with an amazing project. It was also a gift from and, and, you know, was also, and, and premiered on PBS. Uh, yes. What a great way to start, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah. it was a it very, was a movie with, uh, it was very high quality, very well done. If, if you guys haven't seen it, um, what was the name of it? A New Holiday. A New Holiday. A New Holiday. And we already talked about, I don't know if we talked about before we started recording or uh, after, but Anita Jackson. Anita Jackson. Kennedy well, Holmes. Kennedy Holmes, yes. R Riley, Riley Adams, who yeah. played Young Thelma, just absolutely killed it. Um, and my girl, Sophia. Um, rhythm section for the, for the recording was everybody from like a Darren Jackson. So Pops was on that album. Um, had some of the funky blood guys on, on on horns with Jason Swaggler, Matt Henry on percussion, had uh, Eric Slaughter in there, had the nice. had the four forty twos on string. Like it was, I mean, it was literally like we brought we brought the whole the whole A squad out, um, yeah. you know, to get to get everything done, and it turned out really good. Even had David Sanborn on uh, playing on it. So and 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 and. 
and had B.D. Winans and Karen Clark Sheard on the team. Wow. So was it a movie? Was it a film and then also you had a soundtrack for it? Well, we didn't put out any music. So, so yes, because it's a musical. Right. But we haven't, we haven't put out the soundtrack. The audio version? Okay, but is that but coming? Maybe. We may put out a couple tunes. We may put I would definitely do it by Christmas this year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> be, look, be looking for it again. I think, you okay. know, you know we, we, you know, our prayer for that movie is that in the time that we were in, that it would be able to be a balm for people and like really mm-hmm. just like help people find meaning even in what was last year and what maybe even will be with this year with everything that's going on. Right. And so and so look for it again on PBS this year and look for it more on PBS this year. Okay. And we're also and we're also and we're also working on another project, another holiday project. Um, and another special because we had another special that came out last year too, Solar Ferguson Review, that was on right. P- that was on PBS that had Joanna Saranko and Melina, and, uh, yeah. and my dad was on there, and uh, my friends Deacons of Soul, and so um, just I'm I'm really excited about the film and television opportunities. Um, right. Um, what do you like about that compared to just uh, performing your music live? it's just more layers mm-hmm. you know it's just different ways of telling stories but you know I, I just I love the potential that exists in industrializing in that space we'll just say yeah. that not just for me primarily not for me but for for you know for a lot of other people like doing that movie we were able to in a pandemic able to put a lot of people to work yeah, and, and me working on an album it puts a couple people to work, but me doing a movie or a television series that puts a lot of people to work. You're right. You know, and so you know, our fo- my real focus now is industrializing that space because I think that St. Louis has everything that we need here to be able to do that. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I think that does bring more attention to our ability to make films and. Uh, in in the city like we have everything that we need to do it so there's no reason why more of it can't be done mm-hmm. all right yeah. so now let's go ahead and move to what is life creative good question are you asking me like i know <laughs> i'm supposed to know what it is <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out what it is no 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 okay so the, easy, the easiest way for us to first explain it is life creative is a, is a is an ecosystem umbrella meaning life creative is our ecosystem it's a creative ecosystem and mm-hmm. then under in that ecosystem you have two main drivers you have the nonprofit side which is life arts Inc and then you mm-hmm. have the for-profit side which is life creative group the nonprofit side is the driver um, really for like educational programmatic, and really the people building. Okay. The for-profit side of Life Creative Group is the driver for projects. You know, that those can then, you know, take advantage of. And so the idea is that the not, that the for-profit side will become an economic engine that 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 funds the 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 nonprofit side. So the for-profit side becomes the economic engine. And so together 
as the two entities in the ecosystem, we were able to facilitate other partners under the life creative umbrella to be able to industrialize. And industrialization, I think at the top end of the funnel, it takes doing those top of funnel, high level projects where you're working with people who already have talent, but just need exposure and experience and opportunity. Right. And also um, new curricular strategies um, at the middle school and high school and college level that are then developing folks and creating pathway. So that's so that that's kind of that's the focus of our of our of our ecosystem. We've got some great great partners: M1 Bank, uh, American Portfolios out of New York, Maryville University. Um, we're partnering with uh, Beyond Housing, even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and so that's the thing. Like a lot, like uh, a lot of our partners aren't necessarily creative in terms of like how people think of the creative space, but they're people who value the creative space. And we value what they do because we understand the holistic needs of any artist. Because <laughs> we're dealing with, just because they're artists, we're still dealing with people. And so there are other needs that exist there that have to be, that have to be tended to. So um, I'm looking forward to, I can't talk too much about it now, but working on some stuff with, with the Regional Arts Council and UMSL Accelerator and like, no, it's, it's, Dope, working on some stuff with Jazz, St. Louis, and Keon. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited, and and that's why I like too. Like me hosting this event and not singing this this event mm -hmm. is kind of representative of a shift that I'm starting to make as it relates to my relationship creatively with the city. I think, I think yeah. people have heard me sing, you know. Um, I think it's time to start championing, champion, championing a movement towards industrialization and development of young talent and exposing people to the like the history that this city is built on creatively because we are not the stepchild of Memphis, Chicago, LA, Nashville and New York. Right. Like people for, like we forget other people don't we forget we like you know it's not like we have people come from here who is just doing like little things. I mean, we had innovators come from here. Yeah. Scott Joplin, Miles Davis, Bob, mm -hmm. Robbie McFerrin Sr., um, Grace Bumbry, Michael McDonald. You know, so many. So many. Donnie Hathaway. The list goes on and on. Chuck Berry. Right. Right. And so I think now it's time we're in a season where not only can we reconnect with those roots, but the stories of those roots can literally, can literally uphold an industry. Yeah. You know? You know, when we talked to Alonzo Townsend, he was talking, you know, the same thing. He was saying the same thing, and that's one of his visions and missions for our city is to kind of carry that heritage forward and make sure we don't forget our roots and what yeah. great music heritage our city has. Yeah, so we, need a, we need an industry. We need an industry. Individuals, individuals can only do so much. Yes. Institutions, exactly. institutions can only do so much. Mm -hmm. But industries can actually emerge. Like you never hear emerging individual. You never right. hear emerging institution. You hear emerging industry though. Right. Absolutely. You know, because an industry can be an umbrella place. It can be a place where you can kind of like 
get out of the individualism and get out of the institutionalism and bring people together around something that's bigger, you know, where the sum of all parts, you know, it's Voltron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. that's industrialization. And I think we're primed for it right now. Absolutely. So, um, so you are the director of life creative. Executive so, director. yeah. So this is one of the things that I'm most like has blessed my life the most is being able to watch how our methods how god has allowed our methodology to play out and so okay i was the executive director of life arts brought my cousin here in 2017 it's like you're gonna run this organization at some point now he runs the organization he runs life arts i run life creative group Paco, who started with me, you know, three, four years ago. Now he has a he has a record label that's that is doing amazing things and getting, you know, placements and writing for films. Um, and even some of the other people that have come through our ecosystem that are doing great things now. Maria Ellis, girl conductor who conducts at the Sheldon. She's working um, at Sumner right now in the choral program. She won an award from the Broadcasters Association this year for for her uh, for her uh, radio show. Um, that's on with, with, yeah, that's on the classic station. Um, Michelle Bird, who runs a unison program at the symphony, Melina Smith, uh, Rachel Morgan, who's my assistant, but who also works for Peter Martin in open studio. Like it just keeps, it keeps going. And the great thing is that like, they're all leaders, right? Right. So we believe in low scale, high impact. So we don't believe in saying, Hey, we serve 5,000 kids and we don't know what 10 of them are doing, but being able to say, we serve 10 people and those 10 people are now a part of an exponential, you know, um, scaling. Right. So I helped Maria and now Maria's got 40 kids at Sumner, you know, yeah. and then continue to work with people. And even like, like, like Carlos, and Carlos Brown and uh, and Brady Lewis, they 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 tour with me back in the day through a program we had called Tour for Life. Um, you know, just you know, Anita being a mentor to some of our people, like it's we're, like we're building out a real true ecosystem and community where I think that you know the the, the processes can be duplicated. Yeah. You know, and we're and we're getting that and we're getting that proof of concept, and it's healthy. It's healthy, you know, so no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about all of this stuff. All right. So before we wrap up, Leon, did you have some questions that you want to ask Brian? Sure. Sure. So, uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody must've told you about me. Uh, uh -huh. so, so what's it, what's it like working with your dad? Man, you know what? Like, now I appreciate it even more because my mom passed away last year. And it's weird when I think I only have one parent. Um, but I'm also really fortunate that if my dad wasn't here, I got all this content that's real. That's real. I mean, when, me, when my father and I sing together, it's just indicative of the conversations that we have all the time you know so being able being able to sing with my dad especially having lived we've lived parallel lives my father and i um from both being in military bands to 
decisions that we made, um, I would not be able to do what I'm doing had he made different decisions <laughs> back in the day. And so now for people now to experience his voice, which is way over the mind, um, I think it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And so we're going to be doing a lot more too. We're going to be, we're working on a, a series right now uh, where he and I will be doing some, some pretty cool stuff. So. Okay. So, so I, I like all kinds of music and, and, I, and so this question is not meant to in some way uh, be a slight against any type of music, but um, as rap has transitioned, mm -hmm. it's become more, um, it, it, it's actually put a lot of musicians out of work because they, they use, uh, you know, synthesized bands and that kind of stuff. Um, what's for me, some of it is good, but, but I don't know if it's good for the industry of music as a whole, what would be your take on that? Um, I have other ways of measuring the efficacy of things that aren't necessarily specifically tied to genre. Right. So I look at substance. So it's not so much the, 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 the vehicle as it is, what is, what is the vehicle carrying? What are you saying? And it's what, what you're saying, healthy, wholesome, and nurturing to the listener. That's kind of my standard. Mm -hmm. um, full disclosure, I mean, most of the cats that, most of the young cats that I work with right now, they're, they're hip hop artists. But, but, but they're also hip hop artists who are in situations where they work with bands. You know, yeah. and and I think that that that's that well, and, and historically, like that's important. I mean, when you look at cats who like Nas just dropped an album. You know what people consider one of the best albums of all time, hip hop, to be to Pimp a Butterfly, which was Kendrick Lamar with a bunch of jazz musicians, basically. Right. So I think that I think that you know we can be prisoners of the moment. But the one thing that cycles around and doesn't go away is real music. And 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 like real like real and I say real in the terms of like when you have people who are putting their hands on instruments mm -hmm. and, and and playing them and putting feeling in them and putting spirit in them and putting love in them and putting passion in them. Like that will never go away because that always translates into an amazing experience for people, whether it's live or whether it's tape. And for our part, and I can also, you know, speaking for our ecosystem, that's what we seek out. So I'm like, great, you do hip hop, that's cool. Like, let's do it musically. So even if you want to use synths and all that kind of stuff, I still want you to be informed. My son is 13 and he wants to be a producer, but he takes piano lessons. He listens to a wide variety of music. Um, so that whatever he's doing, it's at least being informed by that. But again, for me, it comes down to the substance. Right. What do you, what do you, what are you, what are you saying? What are you feeding the people? Um, and 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 I think and I think from that standpoint, the pop industry is going to be what it is, and and definitely hip hop culture has influenced. Has now it's 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 just pop. It's popular. So right. it's in it's in everything. Just like at one point, jazz was in everything. You know, at one point. You know, disco was in everything. 
Yeah. Hip hip hop isn't isn't everything. Nelly has a country album. Absolutely. Right? Hip hop isn't everything. But at the end of the day, um, you know, my, my thing is like, what are people gonna be listening to 20 years from now? And I want all of my people to make stuff that people are gonna be listening to 20 years from now. So and, you- and that and that requ- that requires you to then use things that are tried and tested and and, and like can stand time and you know, instruments tend to do that i'm just saying sure sure so so uh name about four or five songs in your 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 normal playlist i mean that i listen to yeah on a regular basis okay this may be a shock i really don't listen to a whole music at this point <laughs> in my life um I listen to a lot of worship music. I listen to a lot of Jonathan McReynolds. A lot of, you know who Jonathan McReynolds is? Dude is ridiculous. Just, just, just go on and YouTube or spot just Jonathan McReynolds. He's ridiculous. Okay. Musician, writer, um, Psalm is like, he's just ridiculous. Um, and I listen to a lot of audio books and I listen to the Bible. I, I listen to a lot of talk radio. I listen to podcasts. Um, um yeah and most of the music that i'm listening to is either music that i'm learning or like stuff that i'm listening to that i'm getting ready to record or stuff that i'm writing or stuff that i'm developing with other people that that tends to be my my musical diet right now but every now and again every now and again you know you know for a while i was really digging on dobie gray everybody knows dobie gray from drift away but the dude had other songs and um, um, I was digging on, I was digging on Dolby Gray. I was listening to some Chris Christopherson, some of his stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. All but right. my kids, see, my my kids, my kids are really the ones that like musically, like kind of keep that that fire going. Like we go on family drives and like we listen to the Clark Sisters or we put on the James James Taylor's live album. So. Uh, this week we went on a drive and we listened to Stevie Wonder music about music in my mind. So, um, yeah. So like, I don't know that I have a playlist per se, um, but you know, it's all in there. All right. I got a couple more and then I'm gonna get out of your hair. <laughs> so I don't have, I don't have, I don't have a top four. I don't have a top four. Okay. Um, have you gained anything from, uh, having to work through this pandemic, you know, has it, has it by trying to get through the challenges, have you learned anything that you think is going to help you uh, moving down the road? Absolutely. For the, one of the first, something happened to me last year that I never thought would happen to me. Well, I kind of did because I would say it in interviews, but I didn't miss the stage last year. And I mean, maybe it's because I had to focus on other things, but I didn't miss the stage. And partly because I, st- I got to be creative in, in, in ways that like, I maybe always wanted to, but just opened me up. And so whether it was doing the concert film for Solo Ferguson or, you know, working on video, you know, projects or doing that movie, what, you know, what I learned last year is, is that like 
truly being a creative is being open to all of the platforms and not being like I'm not locked. I don't feel like I'm locked into one platform because what happens when that platform gets taken away, which is what we saw last year. Like if I would have spent my time missing the stage, then I wouldn't have found being, you know, directing. Mm -hmm. And then when I found directing, it's kind of like now I appreciate the stage for a whole nother reason. And, 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 and the power of media, like being, you know, so that's, that's what I learned. What I learned last year was, is, you know, creatives have to be multi, multifaceted. And you cannot lock yourself into one platform. You have to be open to other platforms. Because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to tell stories. For sure. How, how you do that, I think, I think it helps to be open to how you tell those stories. You play any instruments? Piano, but not in front of people. <laughs> you gonna share? I mean, I, dude, I had a Marvin, I had a Marvin Gaye show that I toured for a while, and I mean, you know, I would play the "What's Going On," all that kind of stuff because it's like kind of the same chords. <laughs> I, I could fake it with my band, but no, I didn't. Like, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play. I have a new band. I have a new band now of young, just just young guns, and I got Antonio Foster. Oh, he's amazing. I know yes. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Antonio Foster, Desiree Jones on drums, Connor Lyle on guitar, and a young guy named Nathan Pence that's from here that, you know, yeah, yeah. Nathan's my dude, man. I've, Nathan's been with me since he was 17 years old. So I had to wait for him to graduate school so then I could start bringing him back. But um, yeah, so with a band, like, I have no business. <laughs> my job is to walk out and tell stories and not touch any instrument. I have an instrument right here. The first instrument, I got the first instrument. So I focus on that. Do you do any writing though? When you're like, uh, when you're writing, do you play around on the piano? Um, yeah, you know, like if, you know, I'll, I'll do it just for, just for ideas mm -hmm. and just, and just for vibe. I prefer writing on roads or a Wurlitzer mm -hmm. because it, it hides a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's it's a little more forgiving than piano in terms okay. of like how I formulate ideas. Um and just sonically it just puts me in a different mood in a different space. Um but yeah, I don't I mean the last demo session that I did, I like just had the whole band come in and I just sat there with a microphone. And I'll just fire off ideas and be like, Okay, yeah, I like that chord. Okay, let's do okay, let's switch that up. Okay, okay, go to the five there. Like I'm down with that, but I'm not I'm not playing it, man. I know too many good, you know, between between Antonio and Pops and Peter Martin and Manis, I have no business going near a keyboard <laughs> if they're around. So, yeah. Well, I want to say I thank you very much. I have really enjoyed uh, having you with us today. And, and definitely we'll look forward to having you back. Yeah, anytime, anytime, anytime. This was fun. Absolutely. And you know what? I know I feel like I've said absolutely a thousand times, but you have some performances coming up, though. Do I? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I so, so, so I got September 4th. Yeah, so this this Saturday, September 4th, um, I'm playing um, Alton for the Alton Jazz Festival. Uh, so I think Dave Dickey's going to be there with, with a sextet that has Tez in it, so I get to see my, see my guys. And, um, Melina's going to be singing with uh, Dave Dickey, 
And so since she's gonna be there, she may as well sing me too. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's all. I mean, I have that, and then and then music at the intersection that. is right, and then music, and then music at the intersection is right after that. But I'm hosting. Hostess <laughs> with the mostest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be hosting there. And awesome. then we got some, and then we got some tour dates in the fall, I'm going to LA and New York. And then just working on working on projects, trying to get these things, trying to get these uh these film projects um out the door. So lots yeah. of lots of lots of fun. Lots of fun. Okay, so where where do you, where should people follow you? You can follow me at Brian Owens Soul, BrianOwensSoul.com. And if you want to know more about our ecosystem, you can go to lifecreative.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. When you when you plan again, Laika? Oh, let's see. I have a show at Blue Strawberry on October 9th. So everybody come out. It's yeah. called the uh, Music and Me, and it's it's kind of cabaret style. So I'll be talking about my life growing up in Cape Girardeau and and my stories and my challenges, mm -hmm. and then just singing the soundtrack to all that. So it's gonna be a good time. That's what's up. What time is the show? It's seven thirty. I'm gonna actually be able to do that. Yes, put it on your calendar. Because you know I don't be see I don't I don't be with eight kids. I don't be, I don't be getting out like that. Out and like they that. are all beautiful, and so is your wife. Oh my oh, god, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, and you just kept the poor woman pregnant. <laughs> you act like that was my fault. <laughs> like, well, whose fault was it? It's you. All right, it takes two to tango. It takes That's two to tango. that is exactly right. Yeah. A beautiful right family. You have a beautiful family. Yeah, so I don't get out. So I, I like to, I kick it with them, you know, right. so I don't get out on weekend. Weekends is usually the time where, like, yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, it's usually family time. So I try to get out, though, have a little date night. There you go. All right. Cool. Well, have a good night. Deuces, y'all. Thanks a lot, Brian, for coming by. City Jazz Sessions is brought to you by St. Louis City Jazz, a 501c3 company dedicated to music education and appreciation. The CEO is Magic Man 50. And for more ways to connect with City Jazz Sessions, visit cityjazzsessions.wixsite.com slash St. Louis. The City Jazz Sessions team includes host, content director, and guest coordinator, jazz great Ronnie Barrage. Follow Ronnie at ronniebarrage.biz. Host, website designer, graphic artist, content director, and guest coordinator, singing sensation Leica. Discover more about Leica at leikamusic.com. Additional production services are provided by Lions Den Productions. Go to thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe for more great content.